Welcome to the Coded Switch Podcast, a deep discussion about the experience of intersectionality and vulnerability as it relates to wellness. Hosted by Dr. Galanega Machisa and told to the psychologist. Well, if you've just tuned in, welcome to The Coded Switch. I'm Tolti Tufa, your local psychologist from Australia, and I'm here with the one and only Dr. Galane Gamachisa. Uh, welcome. Thank Dr. you. Tufa. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to finally be doing this. This is, I want to say it's been a long time coming because it has, it feels like that in my mind, but this actually got off the ground really quickly, relatively probably to other people who you know, uh, put podcasts together. Maybe not. I'm, I might be assuming, but this is super exciting to have this space um, and to be sharing it with you. I'm so excited that you, the stars align for us both to be I able think, to do this. I think a lot of people are thinking that. I think there's so many women in particular, I mean, men too, but people who have all these different versions or their different hyphenated identities, I like to call them, where just searching for someone that sounds like you, that looks like you, that has that experience of you. And I do listen to people and I often think, oh, really like what they're saying, but I yeah. wish they also spoke about this. And so I'm hoping. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we can fill that, uh, that gap just with the breadth of our life experiences and, you know, the fact that we are sort of, we have claimed our, staked our claim in our, in our fields respectively and, and have that knowledge coming to this as well. Uh, you as a psychologist, myself as a physician in the United States, I don't know if I mentioned that near Washington, DC. Um, so we're doing a intercontinental podcast. percent. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm based in Melbourne in Australia. Um, and so what time is it? It's like 16 hour time difference, but thanks yes, to exactly. technology, we can do That's this. That's right. That's right. It's uh, we're, we're making it happen though. I mean, thank goodness, right. In this day and age to be able to do something like this in times, probably even, you know, 20 years ago, obviously before the advent of high speed internet and you name it, everything, this would, this would be, you know, uh, uh, just like sort of like a long lost thought probably, but anyway, um, so yeah, let's let's sort of dive into, um, if you don't mind, I'd like you to sort of give us a, a background of your story and, you know, to becoming a, a psychologist and growing up in Australia um, and I'll do the same, but yeah, let's, let's hear from you. Yeah, I think for myself, there's not a lot of people out here who have a similar background to me. Uh, I was born and raised in Australia. I have parents from dual heritage. Uh, I'm the first psychologist in my family. I think I'm the first healthcare professional as well. Wow. Uh, my sister was a practicing pharmacist for quite okay. some time. Okay, so there's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still, you know what, I can't even remember who was first, whether it was her or I, but I think um, there's so many conversations I've been having. I'm just looking for a space where I can share with people some of the experiences I have. There's so many times where I, I want to share with, you know, our community. I want to share with the outside world. This is what's happening for you. And I can give you a really quick example. I was mm. doing therapy with this um, one particular woman and she said to me, I want to come see you as a psychologist because my previous therapist, I told her about my dysfunctional mother and we live together in a house. And the therapist said, I think it's time to set boundaries. You need to move out of home. And she said, listen, I'm a single Somali girl. I am not married. Oh. I'm not leaving my house. My mom is there to stay. We need to make this work. And so she spent yes. that time convincing her. 
And then she said, I felt like I had to tell her why that was just not an option to move out of home. And so it's those things that people don't talk about. It's the, you know, the hidden stuff. And sometimes you see it as a healthcare professional and you know that people are experiencing at home. And for me, this is the space that I want to bring it up in. I'm like, I mean, I'm a practicing Muslim too. So I go to the mosque and, you know, Sure, there's like spiritual, you know, development, but they're not sitting necessarily always talking about the actual life issues that you're facing on a day to day basis. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. I'm, and I don't know if that's where you were planning to, to you know, segue, but um, but I share a lot of what you've experienced, obviously in a different country, um, but still probably a lot of a a lot of similarities, I would imagine. So, um, I am born and was born and raised here in the United States. Um, my, my parents, you know, they came here in September of 1980. And I was, are we we doing this and hiding your birthday as well? Are you still 25? actually 24 thank you very much for the last three years three and a half years she's been turning 24 every year um but no so they they came in September and I was born in October so um you know it was I would imagine sort of quite quite an interesting time they had already they already had three children I'm the fourth the youngest of four um, and you know, I, I can only imagine sort of what experiences they were having and making that transition. It was actually the second time they, they were coming to the States. Um, but this, this, the second time they knew it was for good, essentially. So how um, did that happen? Like the, my experience of people or families coming from Africa, you come once with all your bags and like, here we are. How did yeah. you come twice? Yeah. So, well, I didn't, I, I only made it on the second uh, go around of things, but, but, but the first time it was because my father was uh, doing school, he was doing college here and, and sort of through um, the church essentially uh, had sort of sponsored him to be able to, to do that. And so the, the understanding and agreement was that he was going to go back and work for the church. Um, And, and so, and it was, it was wild times. I, I, my parents um, celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary last year, and they were telling us a lot of their stories. And so just listening to what they had experienced as imagine, you know, because obviously that people were getting married and having children a, a lot younger than what people do these days. And so these were, you know, young, late teens, early twenties, uh, yeah. you know, individuals with, with very young children crossing an ocean, moving to a culture they had absolutely, you know, besides interfacing with missionaries who, who were in the country in Ethiopia and Romia, um, had no idea what what land they were coming to right and so that's I crazy experiences they I just were say that's crazy that is crazy like how do you even do that like that the first of all they're married for 50 years I just you I know I that. Age, 10 years is like the 50 I feel like 50 years is huge half a century it's exactly it's it's I mean it's amazing actually it is amazing I mean I I I, I think often about like what that will feel like um, to, to have, you know, to have known someone and lived alongside someone and watched their life and then they, them watch yours for, for that mm-hmm. long. And the things you know about another human being and about, I would imagine just observing life in general, it's, it's probably, I mean, I, it's not probably, it is amazing, right? Like um, sure. Of course, with its downs as well as, you know, the ups are in there as well, but 
So yes, I know I did breeze past that, but that that sort of was how all of the stories were coming out as you know, they were telling us about recounting their 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 adventures, right? To, to put it <laughs> positively. But you know, what was happening at the time um, when they were getting ready to go back was essentially the collapse of the the, the imperial government and transitioning into the communist sort of regime. And so and um things were were really bad, right? And because of this understanding that that especially on my dad's mom and father's part that he was going to go back and work for the church, they went back essentially into the crucible, right? Like wow. leaving the comfort and safety of the United States Holy and Lord. going in back into essentially communist Ethiopia. That's um, I I just I mean I cannot for so many reasons can't even imagine and of course, there's some sort of like questioning there too. Like, is that the right thing to do with two young children? I mean, who am I? I who am I to judge, right? Like, I don't. There, there are a lot of things at play there. It was a different um, world. It was a, a different, different world. world. A different, different era. Facebook different wasn't around then. They couldn't have seen in anyone's feeds how bad it really was until you got there. And then it's not like you're going to turn around and be like, we're just going to get back on the plane with our three kids. <laughs> yeah. That cost us six months worth of income to fly out in the first place. But yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So there, I mean, we'll actually, we'll come, I'm sure we'll come back to this at another point, but it, it, it does speak to something that's present in, in our culture, but I'm, and I'm sure a lot of uh, other cultures as well, as far as like the um, obligation to community at mm-hmm. more so than to individual, like, to the individual or to the family unit, right? We'll mm-hmm. come back to this, I'm sure, but it does highlight that if, you know. Why don't we come back there. to it now? I'm like, is the purpose of this podcast a community affair for you? I mean, this is literally <laughs> community, right? So yeah, what yeah. is it that made well, I guess I'm curious to know on your end, like what was it, you know, you live a very busy lifestyle. You've got a family, you're working yeah. as a physician, you're, uh, you know, a very powerful woman in so many ways and busy too. Why make the time for this podcast? And what are you hoping that, you know, listeners listening right now to us will get out of this? This is, this is the podcast that I want to listen to, that I wanted to be able to write, to see somebody and hear someone who looks like me, who's had this same or similar experience life experiences that are very nuanced right Mm. they're very nuanced um that end up shaping sort of your view of the world and where you fit into it um and obviously that view then informs i mean my god your thought processes which become your belief systems and you name it so i know that's like a very high high like bird's eye view answer but it true truly is like it's it's the the voice that i that i wish was a like present the the voice mm. that I wish was present and available to hear while I was growing up mm. um especially as a you know a young person an adolescent a young even younger than that in childhood um just to hear about this experience and and everything it entails there's a lot of um the minority experience I feel like comes with it, it instills a lot of self-doubt into an individual yeah right um and and so I think, you know, it, I, I certainly have internalized that. I certainly have. And I know that we'll go into this a lot more as far as like how that's impacted my yeah. personal life and professional life. Um, yeah, that's self-doubt, self-doubt, mm-hmm. self-doubt, oh, self-doubt. Yeah, and, and it's a self-doubt about all the different um, identities that you're harnessing at the same time. What that's were right. some of yours? 
Yeah. Sorry. I was just about to take a sip. (laughs) Well, I guess while you have that sip, let me talk because I love talking. Um, (laughs) But I guess, you know, there's, you know, you talk about that self-doubt and that self-doubt usually I feel like comes from a disconnect and that disconnect, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, is from Mm -hmm. harnessing all those different identities that you're trying to harness Mm -hmm. or straddle or whatever you want to say, like you want to try and get them all up and balanced as well. And, you know, sometimes part of that is ignoring yourself or doubting yourself or, you know, because you're the common denominator with all of these different parts. What um, I've just got, I've just got a notification. Um, Do you need a last minute uh, gift, right? No, I don't oh. need that. Right. <laughs> uh, not my kids. They're they're spoiled. They don't need any more gifts. They're done. We're done. Uh, tell me about so it. So right. disconnect. Yeah. So what? What I, I mean, the coded switch, like the name in and of itself. I feel like you should talk to that because you came up yeah. with it. So. Did um, I? I feel like we came with. Oh, there's a tail in my screen. Who's the- <laughs> no, that's my cat. <laughs> What's your cat called? Dido is oh. it's, it's Dido I should say it correctly I'm I'm Americanizing uh, yeah. the name it's Dido because yeah. and my husband's the one who named him because when he was a kitten he was just so rambunctious and onerous and like just I mean he would like hiss at us all the time this tiny little black cat right but I mean just he he was trying to make himself bigger in an environment that was scary right like um and so he resisted almost everything so that's why it's called Dido. oh my god uh, i get it now what is that the one who refuses or exactly it? yeah the one yes. who yeah that's probably one way of looking at it the one who says no that's right exactly so that's where his name came from we actually have two cats the other one she's she's super super sweet and so her name is Mia oh uh, that's such a nice yeah. name so I you might think- see a, a straight tail here and there oh well I thought if his name is Dido then her name might be Hindido or something I like know, that right? <laughs> she's all yes but Mia is a beautiful name actually I wanted to call my daughter Miaya uh, I ended up oh, calling it something yeah. else, but I thought that yeah. was a really pretty yeah, girl's name. Really, that. that is a pretty name. That is a pretty name. So we digress. I apologize. I, I just saw the tale and was like, oh my God. <laughs> this is the point yeah. of the podcast. We digress because we've got so many things to deal with. But no, uh, talk to me about the coded switch. That's the name yeah. that um, you yeah. suggested. And I thought, brilliant. This is the name that we yeah. need to go with. Okay. Well, I I'm I'm I feel like you came up, maybe, I don't know. It was a shared uh, delivery of that that did that, that thought <laughs> um but anyway, before I do that I just realized that I didn't actually introduce myself uh Let's I think you, you told me my you know you said my name but so I'm, I'm Dr. Gananiga Matista I go by Dr. G uh that's how I'll uh, my patients and colleagues refer to me um and I'm practicing I'm a physician practicing just outside of well I actually practice in Washington DC live just outside of Washington DC in the United States I'm also um, a certified life coach. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned that before, but uh, which adds an interesting aspect to uh, sort of how I approach uh, healthcare delivery to my patients, um, just sort of with the understanding of the basis of to, to change a person's health, you really have to first understand yeah. their life, right? They're under the, the sort of all of the variables that are affecting their life, um, and then to help navigate moving towards health and wellness within the the constraints sometimes, and def certainly the context of of their life and and you know health oftentimes is um, unfortunately, but oftentimes it, it's sort of it's it is a goal sort of like that people might have for either for themselves or um, yeah. you know just generally thinking of like 
you know, they're starting from a place of uh, unhealth, uh, usually, and trying to move toward health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the coaching aspect is what really is a, enables me to to reach patients. And, and I say patients, but of course, I mean, these are just fellow human beings, right? Like, to yeah. move to to where they would like to see themselves in all aspects of, of being, not just related to health. So Anyway, um, I it's just, not even I an anyway. This is what we do as women. We say I do la 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 la. Anyway, um, it doesn't negate it at all. So that coaching, I think, is something we share in common. I do a lot of coaching with um, medical professionals or and nurses. Doctors and nurses are the big ones, but like paramedics and like other healthcare professionals yeah. as well. So yeah. I I feel like they're an ignored kind of. There's, the assumption is because they provide or offer, you know, well-being and health that they're all fine on their own. And that's, that's not right. always necessarily that the Yeah. And I'll, I mean, I I know that we have a topic to go into about the coded switch, but I mean, it's almost, it's sort of the um, the culture of the field, right? As well as it, it's not welcome to show signs of, 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 I'm, I don't want to say this. I don't want to call it this, but I'm a different word is not coming to me of weakness, right? Mm. Um, in whatever way that looks like, uh, struggling, um, you, you name it. There's, it's not, it's not a very, it's not a welcomed um, notion. Uh, yeah. I think, right? Like it's. Well, I it's, feel like it's ample. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like it's amplified in the healthcare industry. Like it's like that in the world. It's like that on social media, but it's amplified in the healthcare industry where you are fine. You better be fine. And you You know, there's too much to do. There's too many people that need us. You can't not be fine. Right. Like, and if you're not fine, I don't want to hear about it because there's still the stuff still needs to get done. Right. (laughs) Or you're not strong enough or you can't handle it. And this happens as women, this happens as wives, as husbands, as, you know, just people who adopt all these different titles. Mm -hmm. We, we expect that, you know, they need to be fulfilling that role, not necessarily the case. Um, Talk to me about the coded switch. Yeah. So the coded switch. um, So that came out of uh, sort of the term, the code switch, which is something that a lot of people um, who experience intersectionality in their lives are very familiar with uh, sort of what's intersectionality. So there are some people who are like, what is intersectionality? Yeah. It's I would describe it. I'm sure there's probably an, a, a, a Webster dictionary definition of it, but the way I would describe it is sort of the experience of, of almost like different identities and not in the, 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 um, pathologic way. I'm not, I don't mean (laughs) in terms of like sickness and disease. It's more like, yes, exactly. I just mean more so of, of maybe being aware of, of different ways of, um, operating, Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily different ways of thinking, right. Cause the thought patterns are usually that doesn't change. That's pretty static. Yes, exactly. So it's more so, like I said, it's not necessarily the thought pattern that changes within a person and in, in their in their thinking. It's more so the understanding and the experience of of living in different systems, it, whether it's like culturally or behaviorally. Um, what is sort of acceptable in 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 each system in each uh, sort of operating system, that for lack mm. of a better way of putting it. Um, and then the code switching that, that just means sort of like understanding that you have to sort of change your either like the dialect or speaking or, um, actual maybe mannerisms or behaviors to be able to, um, 
cause the least amount of static friction in the current system that you're operating in. Uh, so I know that's, that's sort of like a vague, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's literally what it is practically. That's mm -hmm. what it feels like, you know, to be in it. I'm sure, like I said, there's probably a better way of defining it, but what it actually feels like to live it out is exactly that. So like your thoughts, you're very aware of it. You're very aware that you might be behaving not necessarily as as true to the self as as you'd like to or as as you know yourself to be um but it it essentially it causes like i said the least amount of friction um mm -hmm. does it ruffles the least amount of feathers to mm -hmm. to sort of switch into the what is the acceptable way of of behaving in a certain system um 100%. and I, I think the biggest way that 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 manifests is culturally usually but it's it's different cultural can mean a lot of different things not necessarily like the the typical culture that we talk about and right um, it can be work culture your relationship culture absolutely yeah. absolutely so, but i'd be curious to know like when we talk oh, i want to ask you a question now yeah, yeah. You're, I, yeah. now i want to know your take on the coded switch so because i think that you had a really poignant way because when we realized for many reasons that we didn't want to use the code switch we went with coded switch and you had a really poignant way of des describing like what does coded mean mm. in this context so tell us what coded switch means <laughs> I you know, like you said, it's like an anthropological, sociological, like cultural based term when we talk about code switching. So people switching between the different versions of the identities that they have. And, you know, it's a code, but I feel like ours is, it's, it's coded in a way for us. It's the coded switch. So for me, I feel like as a Muslim brown woman living in Australia, who's, you know, from a multi-generational family, but trying to break new ground, who's come out of a relationship, trying to just navigate all of this stuff. I look mm -hmm. at another person who shares some of those codes with me and mm -hmm. I switch in and out of those codes in ways that people understand. So there's yeah. like a niche within a niche, within, a niche, right. within a niche. And so, and I think I that's what's that. missing from our discussions that we, you know, in social media, we pride ourselves on saying, well, this is my profession and this is my field. And we try and um, create all these separations to make ourselves unique. And in doing that, I feel like there's a disconnect. And absolutely. People, people struggle more with and more fractured, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as it, I, I just love that. That's exactly why I wanted you to describe that because it's, it's so poignant and it, it hits the nail on the head mm. um, as far as like, it, you know, there's, a, there's this internal process that happened that's, ha that's happening for everyone, usually, yeah. especially people who experience intersectionality, um, that I feel like it, it's the other side of that coin is vulnerability, right? It is vulnerability because what you're trying to protect mm. by code switching is your vulnerability mm -hmm. of, you know, like who, who you actually are, who you really feel like you identify as. Mm. Um, oh my God. That just hits yeah. really strongly because when yeah. you talk about code, it's encrypt. There's a processor, there's an encryption there. So there's a mm -hmm. code that not everyone understands and you need to, what's the opposite of encrypt? Decrypt? Uh, decrypt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like descript no. De so it's like decrypting yeah. that coded switch that we have that we constantly shift. And so, I mean, I'm curious to hear, you know, even from people who are listening to us right now, you know, what codes are they switching between? What are the different mm -hmm. codes that we need to know about? Because we should talk yeah, about man. them. Uh, we should talk about them. And there's Each like room. no end. I feel like, especially the more and more 
layered. And, and if you, I mean, it's not people in general are layered, right? Like mm. you have in a person's life, mm. as you, as you move through, you know, childhood, adolescence, young adulthood, adulthood, you become a different person, right? Like you, we are yeah. always evolving. And so, and the shells of the, the, the previous version is still there, mm. right? So we become like this layer. connected. Thing, we act right? like it's, it's not part of us. Exactly. But that's what ends up happening is that, you know, as we're sort of changing and understanding like what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, how should I be, what should I, we sort of fracture off those other parts of ourselves. But the thing is, is like the only way to be, the only way to be is as, as a whole, whether it is, you know, on a timeline, on a spectrum of, of a person's life, um, in the moment, you know, as far as like in a, in a given time period in a, or a Venn diagram, like, Right, exactly. To experience all things that make it, that make you whole. That's the only way to have even a a stab in the dark at, Mm. um, at wellness and well-being, right. And Mm. in everything that entails. So, um, so I think we're out of time for this first, uh, this first episode, but what um, the time just flies literally just I was getting flies. I was getting comfortable to start talking I'm like what 20 30 minutes 15 minutes like this is all right <clears throat> so I think we're going to need to wrap up for this uh this episode but I mean clearly clearly there is way more to discuss that I mean we didn't even I, it's not even the tip of the iceberg it's is like I don't know whatever they're small <laughs> are you serious I didn't small even notice the time I was so busy talking yeah Oh oh, yeah 15 20 20 minutes half an hour like where does that time go past let's call it let's do another episode we should do another episode must must absolutely we'll do another episode I hope you all join us for that episode where we'll dive deeper into sort of our experiences uh that led us to even wanting to do a podcast like this talking more so about the the reason why a podcast like this is important the purpose of it Uh, and I think speaking to it as as a medical physician as a as a practicing doctor and as a psychologist as well we need to start talking about things that nobody is talking about literally no one so join us on the coded switch yeah exactly you're like (laughs) come back here we'll see you back on the next episode all right sounds good